Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, and today I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. And it feels weird just saying, oh, and this person, is there's only two of us for the first time this year, this season, shall we say. Season? What country oh, is Do it? we count them as seasons? I don't know, like series, like we we launched, what, I think we just had our anniversary, haven't we, three years um, we did. We haven't done much to celebrate. This could be our celebration. Happy, happy anniversary. Happy three years. Three years of happy. doing Grapplecast. Where's my Valentine's Day card? Oh, you joking, aren't you? I nearly forgot to get the wife one. I mean, she got one. Don't <laughs> worry. And a little present. And a little present. But uh, I say forgot. I, I, I still got a one with days to spare. It's not like it was straight down to the shop the evening before or the morning of. Um, but I kind of did remember, oh, bugger, it's Valentine's Day in a few days. So I, I did sort it there and then. So, yeah, every, everything came in time. Everything came in time. But, yeah, I suppose it was, was it was it last week or I think it was last week. Technically, it was our third year, our anniversary of, of doing Grapplecast for three years. We're still alive. We're still doing it. We're still living the dream. Oh, I was going to say, it was like three weeks ago. It was like the 25th of January or something like that, was it? No, oh, suppose, it was yeah, the end of January. Are. Was it that long ago? Why, then why didn't we celebrate it on our last episode a couple of weeks ago? We weren't. Well, last week was, what, the, let's say, what, the week commencing that, the 5th? It was a week yeah. commencing the 5th last week. And the week before would have been just before we'd done it. So yeah, sense. I think it was coming up. Yeah, so that's probably why we didn't we didn't do an episode last week, and the episode before would have just been before. And that was our um, Royal Rumble review and take on on what happened at that glorious yes. event where the beginning of finishing the story began. Um, yes. Which which does lead us on nicely to what has happened. We are a little bit behind the time in respect of the WrestleMania press conference from last Thursday, so it's a Friday we're recording now, so just over a week ago, most media outlets have already, I say most, all media outlets have already discussed this in great detail, but in true Grapplecast fashion, we um, are last to talk about it. Let's say we wanted to have, you know, let everything die down, let let the coals burn down a bit and uh, and see what all the respected bodies out there had to say about things before we gave our two cents worth. But Jamie, did you watch any, all or part of the WrestleMania 40 press conference? Well, I was just going to say in terms of the press conference, if we recorded our episode like we typically do on a Wednesday, Thursday, we would have missed the press conference anyway, we wouldn't would. we? So, so. Like we are late on it, but technically it's when we record. So it was last Thursday, so we probably would have missed it by the time we recorded. Then we would have released an episode on the Friday and been the only podcast not talking about it because we recorded it before the conference. So it worked out well. It worked out just as normal. So uh, did I watch any of it? I did watch some of it. Um, And surprisingly enough, I only watched the last bit. Well, yes. Do you know what I, um, well, before I get into this, did you do in classic Dan and Joe fashion, who we must say aren't on the podcast with us this week? They're having a well-deserved week off in Yorkshire, I believe. So I hope they're enjoying their time away. But did you do, um, (laughs) you you have, just not off the pod. (laughs) Um, 
did you do typical Dan and Joe fashion? Did you read what happened at the press conference beforehand and then watch the show? No, um, there was something on that Thursday night and I can't remember what it was. It was a Thursday, wasn't it? It was on. It was, yeah. I think maybe because I was just at work. The but Apprentice, remember, like, that started up in the UK. The it must have been, it must have been. I think there was something going on and then I was like, am I going to watch it? And then I was at work all day Friday. No, I got up Friday morning and watched it. No, I would have. Well, I watched it Saturday morning. That's when I watched it. So obviously I had to wait 24 hours because I work in a separate place. I work in Burnley, which is about an hour on the train. So obviously I've got to get up at 6 a.m. and then get the train to get there for like 8:40. Um, so I watched it Saturday morning in bed, like the end of it. So I didn't know. The only thing I saw because obviously it always happens we are in the uk we wake up in the morning and our instagram feeds and facebook feeds are full of random stuff so um when i woke up and went on instagram the first thing you saw was that whole rock and roman thing backstage with triple h going you need to sort this out well i tried to say completely spoiler free I even messaged our wonderful group and said, please nobody say what's happened if you're in the result, because I want to wake up in the morning and just put it straight on and watch it. And yeah, okay. to be fair to everybody, they they adhered to that. And that was no issue. Apart from friend of the show, Ryan, that sent me a screenshot of the WrestleMania poster of Cody versus Reigns. And I was like, (laughs) great. okay, fair enough. I did go in with the intention of watching the whole thing. I switched it on. I thought, well, it's going to take half hour to an hour, however long it was, for them to actually start the conference because the panel will be talking. So I don't mind skipping through that. So I saw Big E was there. Great to see Big E. Saw Punk was there. Um, and I watched a bit of it and I thought, no, OK, fair enough. I'll, I'll just move it straight to the press conference. And it started and I was like, come on now. I know the real reason why I'm here. I'm here because I want to see what's happening with Rock, uh, Rock, Roman and Cody. Just like everybody. And I thought, I'm watching it on demand. I can just skip it. I told myself I wouldn't do. Let's just skip it. So, of course, I skipped right to the end. Yeah, I think I saw Rhea Ripley pop out and say something and then Becky Lynch say something. Um, I think we know how that's going to go. Um, but, yeah, I moved, moved straight to the thing that everybody was interested in. And I will say as well, it was interesting how they had the setup because it was in the, the um, arena and they had the, you know, the stage set up and they had a few, a couple, I think it was only two or three thousand people there. There weren't that many people there. They were vocal. Um, I mean, they were definitely vocal towards Rock and Reigns with the booze. But yeah, I don't know whether that was a good turnout or not. I suppose it was a good turnout for a press conference, a couple of thousand people. But was it a good turnout for the fact is a press conference for WrestleMania 40, what they were, are, are you know, arguably saying was going to be the biggest main event of all time between the Rock and Reigns and obviously the whole what's going to happen with Cody being thrown into the mix, you know, could more people have turned up? I suppose it's venue size, you know, in hindsight, they could have got a bigger venue and got, you know, a couple more thousand people in it because I think a couple more thousand people would have gone. Um, but they sounded good. They, they sounded fair, loud. Yeah, I think it's um, very similar. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's just the first proper 
press conference have done in this style. I think it I is because usually so. the, the bite behind the table and they do it to like the press junket. But this is yeah, more even like with mania. Yeah, yeah, even with and, mania, they they don't normally just do it behind the table. So yeah, you are right. It's like UFC. Yeah, I was gonna say like obviously you have the TKO merger and they're kind of going more like UFC weigh-in route where they have them all come on the stage. Um, obviously didn't have weigh-ins or anything like that, but you know it was kind of more of that format. The stage is there. They've got the it general made it public feel, there. It made it feel more important and it made it feel more real. And I suppose that's the whole reason for TKO getting involved in that sense. I think I read um, a week or two ago that they wanted it to feel more sporty. And that's from everything. Yeah. That's not just Raw and SmackDown and the camera angles and the, um, you know, the way that they're shooting things. Because I think also they, they've started, I, I don't know if they did it on Raw this week, but I know the week before um, that, and I think they even did it at the Rumble, they showed the talent turning up to the show, but then time stamped it as well and said, oh, here's whoever, Becky Lynch, for example, turning up early today. And it said like at 2.50 p.m., for example. And, you know, yeah. that's what they do in sport. That's what they do in UFC and when the fighters arrive and things like that. So, yeah, TKO def- definitely rubbing off in, in regards to that. And, and like you alluded to there in regards to the press conference, it was very much a UFC style rather than a w- typical WWE style conference. Yeah, and I welcome it as well because, like I said, it is trying to build this brand and kind of build that unity with with TKO and kind of go off a different image, trying to get away from, say, the Vince McMahon era. But um, yeah, like I said, with with the whole arriving in the arena, do it in the NFL. It, it's a nice little touch of them arriving and giving you kind of a little bit more personable views behind the scenes. Obviously, you're never going to go into the locker rooms or it, it, down the corridors and stuff. It's obviously all set up for that reason. Yeah, like I said, it was a welcome change because AEW and Tony Khan, they have their behind the scenes that kind of thing, like post-conference thing. I think WWE will still do that post-conference thing with Paul Levesque kind of just being there saying, well, these are the numbers that we got. It was a great show, blah, blah, blah. So having these pre-conferences being a little bit differently, hyping up the events, that's what the weigh-in is for in the UFC. And again... All of the press conferences are kind of like the not legit press conferences of like a quarterback and a head coach coming out and talking about the performances. Like this is opportunities to tell more stories in a more kind of real way. They are just promos at the end of the day, most of the time. And this was a unique way to do it. That's different from the McMahon era. So, yeah, it was interesting. Like you said, if you weren't watching it, you you woke up on Friday morning and all of a sudden you've got a a brand new main event for WrestleMania. So it does show you that this is something you have to tune into. Otherwise you might miss big stories and big events that have happened. Absolutely. And speaking of that, the big stories and the big events, Cody, Rock, great. Well, (laughs) we saw it all, didn't we? So initially it started with, um, you know, Reigns coming out, cutting his promo, um, you know, saying, I mean, basically who he chooses, not, you know, the Rock who effectively challenged him or Cody won the Rumble, but, you know, raised champion's prerogative, I suppose, saying, you know, I choose the Rock. I will be facing the Rock, which got some cheers. It got more boos than cheers. And I think, you know, we know why the boos are happening. and We know why the boos are happening for the Rock. It's not because people don't like the Rock, you know, People love The Rock or people love to hate The Rock when, you know, he's playing a, a, you know, a heel persona. 
the reason for the booze is, of course, because of the fact that Cody's won the, the Cody Crybabies. The Cody Crybabies, absolutely. Um, we've already spoke about, I know I have a length on our last podcast, how it makes, you know, no sense at all for Cody to just give up his WrestleMania main event for the world title that he's always wanted to be to be the person he's wanted it's to all be for the work. last two years. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, so, you know, that's why people are booing for that reason. They're not booing The Rock because they don't like him. They're booing the situation and the way that it's been handled. Um, however, what I will say is, and I'd be interested on your perspective on this, I think the way that they've quite obviously panicked over the last week or two leading up to it and thought, okay, Christ, we need to go back to square one. What are we doing? Are we doing Cody versus Reigns? And if we are doing it, how are we now going to do it after the Rocks got involved? I think the way that they've gone about it now is actually quite genius and arguably has got more people talking than they would do if they had just gone with the Rock versus Reigns. Yeah, I think I know we we both spoke we briefly spoke about this off the podcast um, at the football and stuff. But um, when we're talking about the announcement, I think it was the whole intention of it to be Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania. They were doing it for this year. Um, it should have been last year at 39 in Hollywood, which would have made more sense. That would have absolutely Co- made so. That yeah. was the time to do it. Yeah, and obviously, understandable, there was stuff going on. Rock had shooting schedules, whatever he had to do. He had to go and do that. So that's the reason it didn't happen. Or I think he might have been injured. So obviously, he wasn't he wasn't ready for, for that match. And again, everybody was wanting it. You could hear people talking about it, saying they, they wanted this. And would have no issue with it happening. It's just the way... They were doing it, like you said, Cody Rhodes giving up his Royal Rumble spot. Like, he's just won it back-to-back for the first time since, what was it, 98, 99, 99, 2000, sorry? Yeah, Stone Cold. Stone Cold, yeah. And then he just goes, oh, no, it's fine, you know, I'll I'll, I'll just give you my spot. If CM Punk won the match, and then The Rock comes out and says, I'm going to fight you, then fair enough, nobody would have an issue. But because he's won the Rumble and then given it up, and you could see the whole of backlash of it, which is why, like you said, smartly, they have then kind of gone, oh, crap, well, kind of, we need to we need to build on this. Similar to the Yeselmania with Brian Danielson, you've got to think, oh, what can we do to change this? And it does look like, there's, there's, again, that this is one of the good things, because we all have our theories of what's going to happen. There could be so many different ways of how it could happen there's rumors it's going to be night one of the rock and roman reigns versus seth rollins and cody rhodes on night one Uh, i've seen rumors that could possibly take place in perth but apparently dwayne johnson and roman reigns aren't scheduled to be in australia but so obviously the the way in which I'm sure everybody has seen it, but a quick brief rundown in case anybody hasn't, if they've been living under a rock, no pun intended, is the rock came out after Roman Reigns basically challenged him and said, yes, I'm I'm facing you. Showed off the family tree, the bloodline, which was which was very cool. Had talent on there that don't even wrestle in the WWE as well. Um, you know, had had past talent that had talent that had passed away as well. Um. And then basically they confirmed that they were facing each other. Cody then comes out, states, 
what are you talking about? You've got no right. There's no champion's prerogative in this respect because I won the Royal Rumble. I'm the one that gets to choose. Forgetting, of course, that last the week before, he had already chosen. He had chosen not... Yes, he hadn't chosen to say, yes, I'm facing Seth Rollins, but he had chosen not to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Free will, he can change his mind if he yeah, well, wants to. No contract was signed. No, no contract was signed, exactly. Um, but, you know, that has not been... Um, replayed that has not been alluded to since and I don't think it ever will be again that's just forgotten in the mantra like it never happened in typical WWE fashion um, but he then of course spouted on the fact that the way Reigns has gone about all of this his family would be ashamed of him and that of course got the rocks back up and said you're using language like that saying that his family will be ashamed well that's my family that's my blood etc boom the slap which puts that you know like triangle rivalry in now of course because you've gone from the rock wanting to face reigns race wanting to face the rock and now they are very much aligned together they are the bloodline it's their family and it's very much rock and roman against cody but also throwing seth rollins into the mix so you mentioned the tag match. I think I, I have heard that it's, it's definitely, not, if it happens, it's definitely not happening at Chamber for two reasons. Um, one, it's too big for it to happen at Elimination Chamber. But second of all, it's far too, I mean, it, at this rate, it's next Saturday. So it's a week on Saturday. That's not enough time to promote and build something as big as that type of tag match to happen in such a short space of time. Um also, at the same time, you may disagree with me. I don't think I want to see that, or I don't want to see it before we see Cody versus Reigns. I think there's a chance they may do it, and if they do do it like that, then they do have to do it on night one and then have Cody versus Reigns for the title on night two. You would assume they would do it that way around. But then... What do you do with Seth as far as him defending the title? Because if he is going to defend the title, which there's an elimination chamber match for the number one contenders to to face him, he's either then got to pull double duty on night one, maybe like the opening match defending the title, and then the last match in a tag match, or they're going to have both world title matches on one day on the Sunday, which isn't out of the question in regards to, you know, that's what they do on pay-per-views, on premium live events. Now they've gone back to two titles. They they do have two um, on one night, but at Mania, now it's two nights. They tend to, you know, spread it across and, you know, not overbook themselves. Um, so I, I don't really know what they do with that. But also, I just feel that if you're going to do that tag match, you either save it for... SummerSlam, for example, and I know that we've got, well, Rock surely still got to face a rain, so when's that going to happen? But I, I just don't think, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's a case of I don't think it's going to happen or I just don't want it to happen. I don't think I want it to happen because I don't want to take the shine off Cody versus Reigns again. Because what, what would happen? You would have either Reigns and Rock beat Seth and Cody, which you kind of think, well, Reigns and Rock have just beaten Seth and Cody. So straight away, 
Cody's lost before he's even faced Reigns for the title. So how are we supposed to believe? I know it's a tag match, so there's more than two people involved. But, you know, how are we supposed to believe now that Cody can overcome the odds and beat Reigns when he's just lost technically against him the night before? But also then Seth Rollins, as one of the world champions, is going to lose as well, either before or after he's defended his world title. And then on the other side, if you have Cody and Seth win, The Rock's just lost in his first match in however long. Roman Reigns has just lost before he could defend the title. So is that a prelude to him? You know, does it take the shine off the match for Cody and Reigns facing each other? Um, And also, you know, yes, great, Seth and Cody have, have, have won. So they've, you could argue they've got a bit of momentum going into their respective, you know, matches, especially Cody. But again, does that not just take the shine off then seeing Cody versus Reigns? Because we've just seen them the night before. We've just seen Cody go over Reigns. So he's doing it, what, two nights in a row, if indeed he is going to, you know, pick up the win. This is why I think I don't want to see it. Does does that make sense? I'll be interested on your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, like we, we all have our theories and everything that's going to happen at, at, at Wrestlemania like I like I've alluded to before but um yeah like Seth Rollins like they used to, like as you mentioned on one event they used to have two title matches Wrestlemania only used to be one night before Wrestlemania 35 it all happened on one night every title was basically on the line so I have no issues with if they put both world titles it'll be a bit weird in terms of headlining because night one is going to be Reigns, Cody, in the tag match then it's going to be night two reigns cody in a singles match so you've got you're forgetting about the women you're forgetting about Rhea ripley in the year that she's had as champion and becky lynch most likely after she wins the elimination chamber bailey and asker also as well i do think one of the i think one of those matches like bailey could be the headliner for night one um having See, her think, moment possibly well, I, or, I think one yeah. of the women's matches does does do it. I, well, I think it let's say for example becky wins the chamber i think it's becky Rhea the main event is now yeah. on and maybe bay bailey and is it eo is she still the women's yeah. on smackdown yeah maybe they yeah. open night two um which yeah, i could see happening but then if you're gonna do that if you're going to have you know if you or rather if you want I'm just, again, using that example. We don't know who's going to face it yet, but it seems the most logical explanation. Becky versus Rhea. How how do you do that match? Putting the emphasis on Becky Lynch, putting the emphasis on Rhea, putting the emphasis on that women's world title, like they have been doing, because they treat both Becky and Rhea like stars, and they are stars. They, you know, they're arguably taking Bailey out of the equation from it, the two biggest stars on the active roster at the moment. Um Surely that's got to main event night one of Mania if night two of Mania is Reigns versus Cody. So if you're doing that tag mm-hmm. match, Rock Reigns, Cody, Seth, how do you not have that as the main event? Well, of course you do. Exactly. But then you're just yeah. tipping the women's match down the card. Okay, yeah, could open saying. night one yeah. of Mania, but meh. And you don't want it in the middle of the card because that's just pointless. So I agree with you on that. Yeah, and I think the tag match, do I want to see it happen? Like, what is the reason for it happening? 
like Seth Rollins again what's happening with his world title I know there's been possible rumours with Drew McIntyre whoever he's facing again we don't know Seth Rollins story for Wrestlemania the only thing that he's tied into is this narrative with Cody Rock and Roman so yeah the tag match does seem like it is possibly going to happen but why would you have that match unless something is going to happen I know we talked about the possibility of Roman uh, the Rock being in Roman Reigns's corner and then either he's going to Two ways that's going to happen. He's going to screw over Roman Reigns to help Cody finish the story. Or Cody's going to win clean and The Rock is going to turn on Roman after the match, setting up their match for SummerSlam of the year after. So we do feel like that breakup is probably going to happen at WrestleMania uh, between The Rock and Roman Reigns. So unless he turns on him in the tag match, um, then it happens before the Cody match. I don't know. Uh, it's been possible... The Rock saying, I'm the tribal chief kind of thing. I'm the head of the table. And he basically stops the bloodline from coming out to help Roman Reigns. And he kind of has that power struggle and power control over the over Roman Reigns. So as, Co- as Cody did say, he wants to take everything away from him. So it could all be a ploy and him and The Rock are working together. And it was all a ploy because he said, I wanted to take everything away from you. And Don't how can you destroy the bloodline? By putting the rock inside <laughs> the bloodline and destroying it from the inside. Amazing. And I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they went for something like that, because that's just the way WWE is. But what about, I'm going to throw this one out there and see how you feel about this, because obviously we don't know Seth Rollins' story for WrestleMania. He is tangled in these webs Maybe The Rock was promised a title match. Seth versus The Rock, night one. Right, so my issue with that is, am I against Seth Rollins facing The Rock? Not necessarily, but I'm against it at Mania, and I'm against it at this point in time, because you could argue that they've been building this Reigns versus Rock match that we're now not getting again, but you could argue that they've been building that or centering around that storyline for the last two years because, as you rightly said, it, it was probably originally going to happen last year. The Rock schedule, the movies, all the things, it didn't happen, but it was almost confirmed on the dirt sheets without being confirmed that it was going to happen last year until everything fell through. Uh, you know, even The Rock was teasing it. So for the last two years including this year you've had the build-up to rock reigns rock reigns rock reigns for the rock to then face seth does it make sense from the last two years worth of build i I don't i don't think it does now again i'm not i'm not against them facing each other eventually and i think there's more of a chance that that could happen now because the rock is you know, he's he's back fully invested and involved. He's not back as a full-time talent. He will most probably disappear after Mania for a little bit of time. But he's back in the fold for WWE now because he's on the board, isn't he, at TKO? So he's now, you know, as long as he's on the board, he's not going away anytime soon. He's not facing Cena at Mania, disappearing for six months, coming back for twice in a lifetime, and then disappearing again for another 10 years, however it's been. He will still now have a presence within the WWE because he's on the TKO board. So if ratings start to decline, I'm not suggesting that they would, but if they did, or God forbid there's another bloody scandal or something, and they need to try and, you know, get some positivity out there they can ring the rock up and go right you film anything at the minute no you've got two month window open great 
come back, we'll start you a programme against somebody, um, a month's build, and then have the match the month after. Then I'd like to see something against Rollins then, if he is still the champion or he gets the championship back by then, because you can use him at that time. But at this particular moment, I don't know if I'd want to see it because it doesn't make sense to me when you've got all the bloodline stuff going on, you've had the build for Rock and Roman, which I think still will happen later on down the line, maybe at a SummerSlam, like you said, with him turning at some point at, at Mania. What I do think, though, is are they, are, are they maybe still pondering this tag match as a bit of a fail-safe in case Rollins still isn't back fully from injury? Because let's not forget, he is still injured. He's still on the sidelines. They're keeping him relevant by keeping him on TV, most likely did in the early 2000s, um, in the late 90s and 2000s with Stone Cold when he got injured and he broke his neck. But they kept him on TV each week for months so people didn't forget about him and kept all that momentum going. They're doing that now for the sake of him, for the sake of Mania, for the sake of the World Heavyweight Championship, which, which, which is great. And they, of course, you know, that they know and they're hoping that the injury isn't bad enough like it is, for example, CM Punk's injury to keep him off Mania completely. And that's why he's going to defend, hopefully, his world title against the winner of the Elimination Chamber. Now, I wonder if the tag match is a bit of a thing to fall back on in case he's not fully fit. Now, I, I don't know what that means for whoever wins the Chamber, the number one contender's Chamber, and he's supposed to be facing him. But let's just say he cannot do a singles match and then they've got to work out what they're doing with whoever wins that chamber. That That's another discussion. But they still want him on Mania and he can still wrestle. He doesn't need to do much of anything in a tag match. He doesn't have to get involved as much. Think about Sting in AW. I mean, different in a sense because of the age and it's his retirement, but it sounds like Sting is going to be probably wrestling his last match as a tag match like he has done with all of his previous ones. That's because of his limitations. Are they... Could they do that tag match because of Seth's limitations, but it still gets him on the Mania card. It still gets him in a prominent position against the three biggest or the three biggest stars in the company right now, in Rock, Reigns and, and Cody. So it's a way to protect him, but still have him on the card. Um, again, though, what that would then mean for him defending the title at Mania, if he indeed then you know could at all. And if he couldn't, <laughs> then what do you do with the winner who won the number one contenders match for the Chamber? It's a difficult one, but I'm just wondering whether they're, they're teasing the tag match in case they, not that they are planning on doing it, in case they have to do it because of Seth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'll just double checking in terms of the wording and the ruling, and it does it does say for the Elimination Chamber men's match for a World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania XL. Mm. So no matter what the winner does have to go on to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. So unless both champions are doing double duty at, at WrestleMania, I, I don't know. I mean, there is still, which two would make to... no sense for Seth if he is injured. Cause why, why would you put yeah. him in that position? If you're keeping him on TV to keep him and the title relevant and the storyline relevant, but knowing and you're keeping your fingers crossed that he's going to be not quite 100 percent but 89 percent of the way there to put a match on at mania if you're worrying that he's going to get through his world title match at mania why are you even thinking of putting him in two matches then at mania when you're worried he's even going to get through one and if the tag match is before i mean it might not be 
but if the tag match is before the world title match and he gets seriously injured in that because of his injuries carrying, he suddenly can't defend the title the night after. Or if he defended the title beforehand, it's a opening match of night one and gets seriously injured in that. How the hell does he do the tag match? He can't. <laughs> so that's why I don't yeah. think it's happening. What they'll do it now. They will do. There'll be a tag match and both of them will defend their titles. But well, that's why I think it's not happening for that. Yeah, and I'm gonna throw something at you in a in a few moments about a possibility of what could possibly happen in a crazy world. But I'm just looking at the elimination chamber first. You've got Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, Lanite with two more people to be added to that match. Those matches, I believe, will take place on SmackDown tonight. Of oh, Dirty Don Mysterio versus Dirty Kevin Dom. Owens. Yeah. And Logan Paul versus The Miz. So, most likely Kevin Owens and The Miz being added to that match, I'd possibly say. Maybe Logan Paul goes in it. I would uh, probably... Logan Paul go over The Miz, maybe. Paul, because... That would then set up if Logan Paul's in the match, LA Knight's in the match, and one of them can eliminate the other one from the elimination chamber, and that sets up a match between them with Logan Paul defending the US title at Mania. If that's because that's the rumored match, isn't it? So I would probably say it'd be Logan Paul. Dom and Kevin Owens is an interesting one because you would assume it to be Kevin Owens, and and it probably will be, but. Every now and again, they like throwing a bit of an anomaly in there. And uh, it'd be interesting to see what Don would do and, with the Judgment Day in the chamber. But the safe bet, I think, would be Logan Paul for that LA Knight spot and Kevin Owens. Yeah. So then you look at that. I know we're doing our predictions, um, obviously, next before week now, yeah. next week. So I assume, like you said, we're kind of going for Drew McIntyre in that match. But let's just throw, because they've got the wording of this or whatever, let's just say, what if The Rock enters himself in the match? I was going to say beforehand he was going to face Rollins, but obviously he has, whoever wins the chamber now has to face Rollins. So True. basically, so no matter what, if there is a tag match, Rollins has to fight twice. Reigns and Cody both have to fight twice. But say, for example... The Rock does win. He goes on to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania like we were, like we possibly said he would. The only way that's going to happen if he wins the chamber, which means he's going to have to be in Perth. So it doesn't look likely now. But say The Rock does go on and win. He then faces Seth Rollins for the title at WrestleMania. Wins the match night one. Going into the bloodline like on night two with the title, Roman Reigns then loses the title, then that, that kind of explains probably the turn of saying you let the bloodline down, I have the gold and the world champion, you've lost it, that kind of thing. You've then got Cody Rhodes as your fighting champion who's there every week and you've still got that kind of guy who can be a little bit more part-time because The Rock can be the world champion. You've got the USFL kicking off and probably the week after on the 15th mm-hmm. if he's got that title in hand while he's going welcome to the USFL um, he could be that kind of guy who just like as Roman Reigns he comes in when he wants and does his own kind of thing like you said the Rock is a little bit more around doing TKO he doesn't have to wrestle all the time he can just appear with that belt it, and then you've got your fighting champion of Cody Rhodes going out and defending that title all the time Possibly that could happen. I'll throw this at you then. What would be the reasoning for The Rock to want to be... to, to, to Well, 
two things. What would be the reasoning for The Rock to want to face Seth Rollins? And what would be the reason for The Rock to want to win the World Heavyweight title? Because the way that they built the storyline for when the original plan for Rock versus Roman was... Yeah. They never... I mean... You you could assume it's it would have been you would you could assume it would have been for the WWE title, but they they never they were never confirming that either way. We just all assumed it would be for the title because Reigns is different. It has the title, so why wouldn't he yeah. defend it Mania? But also he was coming back to to beat Reigns, not necessarily for the title. He never said I'm coming for the title. I'm here for the title. I'm here to beat you for the title. He was there to beat Reigns, to put him in his place, to prove he was the head of the table. That was the reason he was coming back. That was the reason mm. he was facing Reigns, not for the title. And it was never confirmed it was going to be for the title. So what would The Rock want to face Seth Rollins for? Or why would he want to go for the world title when that wasn't his intention for coming back? Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's, he's, he probably doesn't want to go on and win a title. And you think he would only do that if it was... If he's still a heel, I guess, or he will be the heel and Roman Reigns will become a face. I don't know how it will work. Uh, but again, you've got the stuff that happened at the press conference. You've got all the promos on Raw. Becky Lynch was talking about how Seth Rollins wanted to beat up Maui. Um, you've got the whole Seth Rollins used. What else can I say except you're welcome on Raw as well? So you've got that yeah. Moana thing. He did, yeah. So. And then you've got the whole thing of him disrespecting his family. He can literally just basically say, Roman Reigns, he's taking care of you. I'm going to take care of this guy and basically say, I'm taking everything from you because I'm better than you. That kind of thing. He could just do that because the bloodline are the most dominant faction in the world or whatever they want to say. He can literally just be like, because I'm the rock and I can. It's true. I mean, that's one way of doing it. He's got Hollywood Rock. He can just basically be like, I'm on the board. I can do whatever I want. I want your title. So I'm going to take, I'm inserting myself into this match. I'm going to win that title. I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. And I'm going to show up when I want. Then he's going to turn on Roman Reigns. He could still be the heel throughout everything, be the champion. And then Roman Reigns come back a year later as a face and win the title off the Rock. Who knows? It's a way of doing it, and it's probably the only way that they could do it because, you know, that that side of things will make sense from the heel Hollywood rock persona side of things. That absolutely. Yeah. Um, but again, that that's it's probably the only way that they could do it now with so little time left towards Mania and for it to make any type of logical sense. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise yeah. it doesn't. Otherwise, I do think, you know, my... My point stands as far as he came back to face Reigns, not really for the title. So, yeah, if they are going to do it, it, it would be for that. I mean, it, it's a really think... hard one to call, isn't it? Like, like if I had to say to you now, if you had to put serious money on it, will it just be Cody versus Reigns with Rock in his corner and no tag match? Or will there be a tag match mm-hmm. on that? I, I honestly don't know which way I would go. I, I think if, if somebody put a gun to my head, I would probably say... They will just go with Cody Rock, um, uh, sorry, Cody Reigns with Rock in his corner and Rollins versus, let's just throw back Terra there, whoever wins the Elimination Chamber. And then you get Cody potentially beating, because who God knows how they're going to book it again, but you know, Cody finally wins this time and 
the rock maybe turns because i know some people said oh how they're going to do it is you know is is the rock going to turn on reigns towards the end of the match mid-match that type of thing i don't see that myself i think it's more of a case that he loses and he's disappointed absolutely and then we get um you know, the rock bottom, the people's elbow to Reigns, roll him out of the ring, and then the rock shakes Cody's hands afterwards and says, you know, you have beaten fair play, and now I'm taking matters into my own hands. And then that eventually sets up, as I've alluded to before on previous episodes, the rock versus Reigns at either SummerSlam, or if they want to try and drag it out to next year, Mania, if people are still interested in the rock and still, you know, he's, he's getting on a bit, he's not a young man anymore, he can still do it in the year's time, do it at Mania next year. That's how I would do it. That's how I would book it because of the way. I mean, that's not how I would have booked it originally. I would have said the winner of the, if you were going to have Cody win the Rumble, the winner of the Rumble is Cody. Cody faces Reigns. Cody beats Reigns finally. That's it. I wouldn't have even had the Rock involved. The fact that he's kind of come back now and said, oh, yeah, I want to be involved now. It would have kind of been, I'm not saying you wouldn't have the Rock involved because it's the Rock. He's still arguably the most famous actor on the planet still um, and it's Wrestlemania 40 but it would be more of a case of well you did have your chance to have the match last year at Mania plans have changed they're big enough to tell other talent plans have changed when plans do change and that they don't get their own way you know you can still be at Mania you can make an appearance you can have you can rock bottom whoever do the people's elbow or have a quick impromptu match with someone. You know, like he kind of did against, was it Eric Rowe in the year after he faced Cena and it was like yeah. a five-second match. You know, do something like that. Um, and then if you really, really, really do want to face Reigns, we'll do it next year because now you're committing to it finally and, you know, we're going to do the appropriate build-up. That's how I, yeah. I would do it, but... I mean, that's how I would have done it if I, if I was booking. The point is, I'm not. And people get paid far more money than me to to do that. But they they have either way. I think we can both agree that they have dug themselves into a hole, a big hole, and they're doing their best to get out of it. And I think they are going to get out of it because it's looking promising so far. It's just what they now do at Mania with this tag match. It was all a work, all on. They knew oh, exactly well, what they you know were what? doing. The, the people that have said, oh, <laughs> you know, it was all the work they knew, were quite obviously they didn't know. They've panicked. They've gone with that. It's, uh, but they, they are sorting. The main thing is they're sorting it. You know, they, they are sorting this all out. And for the better, I said at the beginning of this episode um, that, you know, I, I am invested and I am interested in it. And I would argue that I'm interested in it and people are probably more interested in it, more interested in it more now than it would have been if it had just been The Rock versus Reigns because we all like a heel rock. We all like a Hollywood heel rock. And just putting Seth Rollins to the side for a moment, no disrespect to him, but putting him to the side and putting the tag match to the side We've got The Rock teaming up with Reigns that nobody, I don't care what anyone says, nobody saw that coming, the way that they were going to get themselves out of it. I am more interested in that and what's going to evolve from that than I will be if it was just our oh, Rock versus Reigns for head of the table. I'm not saying I wasn't going to be interested because I was, but yeah, I'm more interested in it now than I would have been. Yeah, and... Um... Again, we've been saying it. I've been saying it on the podcast for over a year that it was going to happen, and you said it was never going to happen. 
Um, well, it's still not. It hasn't. No, that still it's hasn't still happened. not happened. And it's so still what happened right. this year, because it's going to no, be exactly. next WrestleMania, apparently, because it's already been penciled in for that. So it is interesting to see where they where they do go for it. Um, I think, as Dan was saying, just stay the course and kind of just see what happens. Because, like you said, they are story writers. Hopefully they can build an interesting narrative towards WrestleMania. We've got SmackDown tonight. Anything can happen. I think The Rock is on SmackDown tonight. So I do think there is going to be Seth Rollins is within it. Seth Rollins is in it in this like kind of narrative with Cody Rhodes he's been there helping him like you said he had the whole thing he's linked in by disrespecting the rock obviously he's got the history of Roman Reigns so it's interesting to see what's going to happen with the elimination chamber because you've got these other six superstars who aren't Roman Reigns who aren't the rock apparently so it is asking you now who what is Seth Rollins story at WrestleMania if it's not interlinked with The Rock and Roman, I think The Rock versus Seth Rollins is bigger and probably better than Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. And I know you want Drew McIntyre to win that title in front of a crowd, but The Rock winning the title at WrestleMania is bigger than Drew McIntyre winning the title at WrestleMania. And I know we're going to go for the whole CM Punk thing right now and be all like, well, The Rock's just come back and stolen another main event off somebody. And that's <laughs> what he does. But we've got the heel Rock. And well, he doesn't that, that's a good point, he do what he wants. That's a good point about CM Punk, though, because you could argue, is any of this going to have happened again because of the blowing over the fact that CM Punk got injured? If he hadn't have got injured, mm-hmm. would it have just stuck with um, Rock versus Reigns or, or Cody versus Reigns and Punk versus Rollins, which is what it sounded like it was going to be. Um, so, you know, that hasn't helped in that sense. I mean, I, I I see what you mean in regards to, you know, Seth and his place in this, if, it is, if there isn't going to be a tag match. I suppose you could just have Seth getting involved in the main event. So Seth, whether he just setting Cody's corner after he loses his title. Well, either that or more of a, you know, like when, I mean, it'd be slightly different because both of them won the title. So regardless of whether Seth retains or loses the title to whoever he's going to face, you know, like at Mania 20. Going for when, the Guerrero Benoit. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that type of thing. And maybe kind of like just comes out to, especially if Rock, because you, you know what they, they love doing at these main, main events in recent memory. They announce on the day of Mania Night 2 or the weekend of Mania, oh, you know, that world title match is suddenly no disqualification. They love doing that. Um, especially when it was like Reigns versus Brock a couple of years in a row and things like that. Um, and so surely they're going to do it because there's going to be shenanigans. There's going to be solo. There's going to be one of the the one of the Usos. Is it Jimmy or whatever? I forget mixed up between. Yeah, the two. yeah, Jimmy. Um, so you could just you could just keep Rollins involved quite simply then by just having interference. If all the bloodline's going to get involved, if the Rock's even going to try and get involved to help Roman win, that's how Seth. And I like I said, I'm not I'm not against the tag match happening. I'm just kind of against it happening at Mania now. Let's have the tag match at Backlash. That because that puts importance on a B pay per view. It puts importance on continuing that story. 
puts importance on people having a reason to tune in for that B pay-per-view. You can still have Rock versus Reigns at SummerSlam or at Mania next year, but let's have that tag match at Backlash. Well, we can have that tag match at Backlash because Reigns, sorry, all the bloodline and the Rock got involved in the main event and Rollins got involved in the main event when he had no reason to do so. So that sets that up. So that's maybe how I would do it, but who knows? No. No, I mean, if if that happens... Yeah, I mean, if that happens, then you're not having a rock turn at WrestleMania, are you? Because then he's teaming with him. And don't forget, Backlash is in France. So you've got to think that as well. Like, Backlash is in France. So I think it's already going to be a big pay-per-view anyway, because it's the first time they've ever held one in France. So I don't think... Well, that's surely that's the reason to... If it's a, if it's a big pay-per-view because it's the first time in France, you need a big pay-per-view main event calibre match. What What else is going to be the match? Because you could argue that... Roman Reigns is part-time, so he's not going to be a backlash potentially then if they're not doing the tag match. So it's, you know, if, if Cody does win the title, it's going to be Cody versus, well, who? Not a rematch against Reigns if he's not going to be there. So it's just going to be against what whoever the next number one contender is, who's hardly had any build because it's only like a month until backlash. And then, what, Reigns versus... McIntyre, let's say, in a, re- in a, in a rematch as well, because it's backlash and that's what, what they do. So you need yeah. a main event calibre match to say, this is the first pay-per-view or premium live event in France. What's it going to be other than a group of rematches? I think the way, again, if I'm sticking with this narrative of The Rock winning the title against Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes beating Reigns and that kind of happening... I'm going to look very closely at the wording when we get to Elimination Chamber because Elimination Chamber, it is billed as the winner gets the match at WrestleMania XL, WrestleMania 40. If that changes and and they just eliminate that WrestleMania XL thing, then we could see Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes at Backlash as the main event. Um or something like that, they'll just move it to Backlash for whatever reason whatsoever. Unless, obviously, The Rock does enter the match and wins it. That might not happen, because that's one more thing that you've got to consider with all of this. You, there's something else in the background that you've got to consider. We're now in February. WrestleMania is in April. Money in the Bank is in June. What is Damien Priest going to do? If you've got The Rock as a champion and you've got Cody Rhodes as a champion, where's Damien Priest fit into that? We're not going to have a short Cody Rhodes reign, surely, unless they do it on the night of WrestleMania, which would just totally piss everybody off and be like, oh my God, he's finally finished the story and Damien Priest has now won it. So then you've got to think it's going to happen on the other title, which means The Rock isn't going to win it. And is he going to cash in on Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins somehow beats Drew McIntyre or Drew McIntyre gets his mark. It has to happen on a face, surely. It's not going to happen on a heel. So Drew McIntyre is not going to win the title for Damien Priest then to cash in on him. So Seth Rollins somehow beats beats Drew McIntyre for like the 17th time. And then Damien Priest cashes in. Because how many times have we seen Drew McIntyre, Seth now? I'm pretty sure a few times. In so, the last year, we've seen it once or twice. It, it's, it's, they've definitely had a feud in the last 12 to 18 months. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Because so, this was going through the period which I moaned about, and rightly so, where Cody is... Uh, Cody. 
Rollins has had this back that's crumbling that's going to make him have to retire and he can't do anything about how bad his back is yeah. yet. He's beating every single person week in, week out. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them was McIntyre. Yeah, so I mean, everything that we look at in terms of, unless they do something absolutely terrible and cash him for the US title or whatever, which hopefully which will never ever happen again. With, with theory, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which hopefully never ha- ever ever happens again. Or... I've just had a thought, and I God forbid that I'm actually having this thought. You get the, you've got Judgment Day versus British Strong Style at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Like, what if British Strong Style win, and then Finn Balor forces Damien Priest to cash it in so they can win their tag titles back? Possible. And then that kind of takes that equation out of there. Because that's the only thing that's putting me off what's happening at WrestleMania. Because you've only got two months after that before it's expired. And I I can't see Cody Rhodes losing that title unless it's on the night. And And again, it depends who Seth Rollins... There's a lot of stuff, obviously, in the pipeline and in works at the moment. And I'm looking forward to seeing it, how it all plans out. I have my own ideas of how I would do it. I'm sure WWE do, you do, Dan does, Joe does. We all have our ideas, but there is so many wheels in motion at the moment and different narratives and roads that they could go down. No pun intended. Um, It's going to be an interesting WrestleMania season. It is. And, you know, we've almost filled up an hour of chatting about this. So the fact that, that we are still none the wiser as to what they're going to do. The best thing about these types of things is, I mean, we're recording on a Friday afternoon. The podcast for all of our dedicated listeners and subscribers is going to go out within an hour of this finishing. So people have the chance to listen to it before SmackDown tonight. The majority Mm. will listen to it after SmackDown. We could all have our answers. You know, that's the beauty of WWE. Maybe more likely after Elimination Chamber, I would assume, certainly in regards to any tag matches. But, um, you know, we're having this discussion, debate on what may or may not happen. And we may already be behind the curve. And let's not forget, WWE themselves in classic WWE fashion may not even know themselves yet what they're fully doing. They're still behind the curve themselves. They're writing it as the week to week. <laughs> exactly. You never know, like tonight, The Rock is scheduled to appear. He could literally he say, I want Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. So, and then there's a massive conflict. So he enters himself into the Elimination Chamber or something's yeah. obviously happening with The Rock tonight, which is why he's there. They could announce that tag match. He could announce. Triple threat, Who knows? you know, it could be anything. Who knows? I mean, that that could be the thing. Like because of his power, he might insert himself into Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. And I think he might insert himself to Cody Rhodes and and basically like Yeslemania kind of all over again. It's going to be another triple threat match for the title. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But but yeah, like I said, there's so many roles that they can go down. It's going to be an interesting way and I'm sure most of us are going to be unhappy with the way that they've done it or the choices that they've made but this is why we have a podcast to talk about wrestling because we all have our outlandish ideas and the way we would have done things this is why we have be the bookers um it's going to be a 
it's a it's definitely interesting and the main the thing moment. is it's got everybody talking about it which is exactly what they want it's got everybody discussing about what may or may not happen and the main thing is it's got everybody interested the main thing is they want people to tune into mania people are going to tune into mania now people are going to tune into mania even if they were planning on tuning into it because of what's going on so regardless of what they book or what they do it's a win-win situation and you kind of have to take the hats off to them for it yeah it's, it's wrestlemania isn't it so it's the it's, it's big wrestlemania it's extra large forget it wrestlemania is. goes hollywood or the biggest wrestlemania ever this is extra large wrestlemania and one thing to say before we finish off for this week as well it's nice to see they've actually been calling it wrestlemania 40 and that is the effect of vince not being there because we know he didn't like using the numbers in the last few years because he, he said oh it made it feel old and tired the event no yeah. we like the numbers they're calling it wrestlemania 40 that that's welcome i enjoy that where can everybody find us on the socials jamie yeah i mean well you can find us on instagram threads x formerly known as twitter facebook we are grapple cast show you can give us a like give us a follow give us a heart all of those things and if you want to listen to the show we're on all of the platforms where you can find your podcast if you get if you go onto instagram there's a little link on there click on it press listen now it will tell you all of them there's spotify apple podcasts your deezers all of your different places where you can listen we are on here and i hope you enjoyed the episode lovely well we will be back next week with our preview and predictions for the old prediction league for Elimination Chamber. We'll have a bit more clarity then on what's happening with that event. Dan and Joe should be back as well. And the return of the quiz. Who knows whose turn it is? Well, you talk know. about the return you talk about return of the quiz, it's you by the way, because I did the last there one. There we go. <laughs> but I, because it's only the two of us, don't we just both get a point? We're both winners today. Give us both a point for the quiz. Well done. We'll we'll, we'll see how that fares with Dan and Joe next week, shall we? (laughs) Right, sign us off. Yeah, I mean, I guess without further ado, I bid you a goodbye, good night, and watch for the shoe. Ta-ra, guys. Bring the bell!